Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. The sermon that you're about to listen to was preached as part of our church's live stream. It's on Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 1 to 6 and the theme is what God thinks about success. You might like to have the passage open in front of you so you can refer to it during the sermon. Just a little reminder, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you can get uh, these episodes directly to you each time they're released. And please do have a look. There are more things on the website, understandthebible.uk. There are lots more series and content which is not available on the podcast. So if you like what's on the podcast, you will almost certainly like what's on the website. So do check that out, understandthebible.uk. Thank you very much for listening. And now, on with the sermon. Hi everyone, we're going to be looking at that passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 1 to 6 today. So why don't you turn to that uh, that passage in your Bible if you don't already have it open in front of you as that, that may be helpful just as we go through. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 1 to 6. Now, uh, what what do you think is successful in life? If I asked you what would you consider to be a success in life? Would it be a good and satisfying job? A job well done? Would it be a happy marriage? Would it be maybe having the perfect house and home? Would it be having a you know a big car or, or something like that, a sports car, you know, fulfilling your dreams? What would success uh, look like? And the second question is, how do we get there? How do we get there? Is it just a lot of hard work? You know, just a lot of, as they say, you know, success is uh, 10%, 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. Is it that sort of thing, you know, just working really hard to get to where we want to be? And that's what we're going to think about a bit today, is what Ecclesiastes teaches us about success and, and where we should look for it. So Ecclesiastes chapter 11, um, in verses 1 and 2, we've got these slightly puzzling um, phrases. I think the, the NIV translation of the Bible kind of smooths it out a little bit. It says, ship your grain across the sea and after many days you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures, yes in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Now it's slightly puzzling what exactly Ecclesiastes means here, as we find so often in Ecclesiastes, the wording, if you look in another translation, such as the ESV, uh, slightly more literal, then um, it's not quite as clear cut as all that. It's not really clear whether it means a business or whether it means just kind of giving and being generous with our, with our money. If it means business, then what it's saying is basically don't put all your eggs in one basket. Make sure you kind of diversify and make sure that, you know, you're not relying on one thing to, to get all, all that you, you, you need. Or if it's talking about kind of charity and giving, then again, it, it's saying that we need to be, be generous and we need to you know, not hold tight to our uh, our possessions, just like Jesus said, actually, in, in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, for example, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed, 
life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. I think it's that kind of message which um, which is going if, if it's talking about giving. Now, um, I don't think it really makes too big of a deal whether it's talking about giving in terms of business or giving in terms of, you know, kind of charitable giving, if you like. Um, I think the idea is, but the big idea is really that we don't know what the future holds. Um, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. And so we should, that shouldn't let a, uh, you know, keep us in paralysis. That shouldn't, shouldn't keep us from, from doing things. Now, the fact that the future is uncertain doesn't mean that we should not do anything. Uh, it doesn't mean that we should just, you know, stay home and, and not do anything because we don't know what the future will bring. And so that should encourage us to, to invest. That should encourage us to give. Uh, whether it's investing or giving, it doesn't really make too much difference. Just using the money that we have for, for um, good purposes. And then in verses uh, three and four, it moves on and it says if clouds are full of water uh, they pour rain on the earth whether a tree falls to the south or the north in the place where it falls there it will lie so verse three says there are some things that we do know now if you look up in the sky and on a day like today it's um i can see it's a little bit cloudy as i'm uh, as i'm recording this um and uh, we had rain last night and you know that's the thing when you you look up you see the dark cloud, you see, ah, there's rain coming. You know, we, we can tell that, can't we? And it's the same thing with um, with the wind. You know, you can say when it's windy, you can almost guarantee, and I, I see this a lot. In fact, it just came across this yesterday. There was a tree down as I was out um, out walking, or, or at least a branch. You know, when, you, when it's been windy, you know, ah, that there are going to be trees down. And uh, that's just... That's what we know is going to be the case, isn't it? You know, see the rain, see the dark clouds, see the rain, see the wind, and you think about the trees coming down. Um, so there are some things in life that we do know about, about the future, if you like, we can predict. Um, but uh, uh, one of those things is, verse four, whoever watches the wind will not plant, whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. So what the, the teacher is saying here is that if we spend our life just waiting and watching for the most favourable conditions, then we'll never do anything. If all we do is watch and look at the clouds and say, well, I'm going to wait for the I'm going to wait for the perfect day to plant my my seeds, for example, or I'm going to wait for the perfect wind conditions, then we'll never do anything. You know, we'll always just be watching and waiting, but we'll never do. And it says, whoever watches will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. You know, if we're always waiting, then not, not only will we not plant, but we won't reap as well. There'll be nothing to reap. And so, uh, and so it's a warning against this kind of perpetual waiting for, for those favourable conditions. It made me think, actually, of... 2 Timothy, I know we've been doing 2 Timothy in a, uh, on a Sunday morning, and um, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2, uh, uh, Paul says to Timothy, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. So Tim uh, Paul says to Timothy, be prepared and preach 
in season and out of season. It doesn't matter whether the conditions are favourable. You know, don't look out at the world and say, ah, the world's ready now to hear the gospel. The, words, the world is ready now to hear the Bible. Just preach it. Um, it doesn't matter what the world is like. Just go and preach the gospel. That's our calling, regardless of what, what the circumstances of the world are like. And that's our command, rather than waiting, just carrying on waiting for the, the best time. And so um, in verse five, he he continues, uh, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb. So you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. So he's saying there is still so much that we don't understand. He says we can't understand the weather, let alone the complexities of human life. You know, how a baby is formed in its mother's womb. Now, it's funny, but this was written thousands of, of years ago. And you know, even now, now that we have all the modern med medical technology, now we've got ultrasound scans, now we know about genetics and, and so on, we still don't really understand how a baby is formed in its mother's womb. We still don't know, you know the miracle of how this tiny little group of cells develops and grows into a, into a living baby. It's, it's amazing, it's a miracle. And he said, if we, if we can't understand the weather, you know, how much more can we not understand how a baby is formed and, and the, the more complex things of life? You know, that it kind of, it's kind of stepping up, isn't it? You know, the weather is, weather is complex and then human life is, is more complex. And then looking at the world, you know, well, that's, it's just, you know, something which is beyond our grasp, beyond our, our understanding. And it says, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. So looking at how unimaginably complex the world is, it said, you cannot understand the work of God. Now, he's the one, the maker of all things, the one who's got the roadmap, the one who's got the plan in his mind. Now, you can't understand what God is doing. He works in, in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform, you know, as as the saying goes. So we live in a world where we can't understand all of the complexities of life. There are so many things that happen. You know, we can't even understand the more simple things in the world. So we definitely can't understand the more complex things. So what should we do? How should we respond to this? And this is verse six. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. So he, he says, the teacher concludes by saying, therefore, stay active and trust God. You know, keep on doing things, keep on doing what you, you believe God has called you to do. And we'll think more about that in just a second. And trust him for the results, because we can't guarantee success. There are no guaranteed steps to success. You know, we can't know whether the things that we're doing will actually lead to, to success or not. All we can do is do what God has put before us and trust him. That's what the, the teacher is saying. So let's take a moment to just kind of put this together and to think about uh, what this means for us. What lessons can we take from this passage and remember for the coming week? 
A few years ago, I was involved in a mission weekend. Now, our church uh, went up to Sheffield and we did a, a mission weekend there um, with, with another church. And one of the things that the, the vicar of our church at the time said, and he said this before the mission, is success is doing it. That is, it doesn't really matter what the results are, but success is just going, being faithful, going up to the church and preaching the gospel, regardless of whatever fruit may come from it. Success is doing it. And I think that was that's really stuck with me. And I think that's been a, a really helpful thing for me to think about as I've gone on um, through, particularly in, in, in Christian ministry and all in sort of Christian work. But just thinking that you know, we need to redefine success. We need to think about success, not in terms of the results, but in terms of whether we are uh, listening to God, whether we're doing the kind of things that God wants us to do. Now, whether we're being generous, whether we're working uh, for him, whether we are seeking to use our time well and productively. Now, are, are we doing those things rather than are we achieving success, however we may, we may define that? Because God can use things which are not successful. Let me just give you one example. But um, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago now, I started up my own kind of YouTube channel and it was about the guitar and, you know, how to kind of playing, playing worship guitar and so on. And um, it was really a bit of a flop and it finished after about um, three or four months just because um, no one looked at the videos. And to be honest, um, it just wasn't really, my heart wasn't in it, to be honest. Um, and from, to all intents and purposes, that was a failure. But... The key thing from that was that it actually got me into doing other kinds of videos and it led me over the course of the last couple of years to start up my other kind of um, internet-based ministry called Understand the Bible. And that it led me to, to start up that and um, to teaching the Bible online. Now, I might have looked at that, that original, you know, guitar, those guitar videos and thought, well, that was just a failure. Why did I bother? But it led to something else. It had a, a positive effect. And I think, well, God clearly had a, a plan for that, even if I didn't didn't see it and didn't see it at the time. It led to something else. And that's often the way that things which we might consider failures are things which lead on to something which God uh, does want us to be doing, but maybe wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have had the failure. So we need to we need to to redefine how we think about failure and success. The second thing is that we mustn't let fear stop us from doing from doing what is right. There's a great book by uh, Kevin DeYoung called Just Do Something. And that's just talking about guidance, how so often I think people wait for a clear sign from God. You know, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for, for God to, you know, I'm putting a fleece out and doing this and doing that. Just waiting, waiting, waiting for God. And he says, look, we know what God has called us to do. He's called, he's called us to love him and to love others. And he said, if you want to, to serve God, you want to, to love him and love others, then get on with that and let God guide you as we, as we actually seek to serve him. Um, so we need to kind of guidance is a proactive thing. You know, we need to do something 
and God will guide us and show us whether it's the right thing, rather than just kind of stopping all the time and um, and just waiting for God to, to prod us in, in the direction that he wants us to go. Sometimes that's appropriate, but a lot of the time I think, you know, we know what God wants us to do. So let's get on with that and God will guide us in the right ways of doing that. And I've already mentioned about generosity as well. And I think um, generosity with money and with our things, you know, we should hold lightly to the things that we have as kind of part of that, um, because we know that at the end of the day, God gives us the things that we have. God gives us our money. God gives us our possessions and they're to be used for him. You know, it's no point. There's no point having a million pounds in the bank if you never use it. But it's, you know, God gives things for a reason and uh, it's to, to bless others and to, you know, so, to, so that others may love him uh, and, uh, and so on. So uh, thinking about how we use our time, how we use our resources, using them for God, um, not letting fear of what might happen uh, stop us. And the third and final thing is that we need to trust him to remember that only he is the certainty in, in all of this. Just the other day I read Psalm 127 and of course verse 1 very famously is unless the Lord builds the house the builders labour in vain. Unless the, the Lord builds the house the builders labour in vain. He's the one who grants success in the end and if we want to achieve success in what we do then we need to look to him because he is the one who, who can grant success. And he is the one that we should be that we should be looking at. So let's take a moment to pray as we come to a close and ask God to help us take these lessons on board and to to look to him for uh, for, for guiding uh, what we do and uh, and looking to him for success. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, Ecclesiastes. And we thank you for all the things that we've learnt from it over the past few weeks. We thank you for this message today and pray that you would help us to take these things on board. Please help us at the end of the day to have a right view of success, to do the things that you want us to and to trust you for the results and trust that you will be able to use and bless the things that we do for good. Uh, even if it's not successful in the world's eyes, we trust Lord that being faithful to you is the thing that really counts. So please help us to have a right attitude and please be with us uh, as we look to serve you this day and each day. In Jesus' name. Amen.